So, the big question is this. How are pitching coaches like us, who aren't lazy and driven by our ego, who actually care about getting every player better, how do we coach in a way that lets us break free from the status quo, see things differently, and impact each one of our players for the better, all while changing the landscape of this game? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Andy Powers, and welcome to the Pitching Secrets Podcast. What's going on, guys? I'm glad to have you here for this episode of the Pitching Secrets Podcast. If this is your first time here, welcome. I feel like you're going to get a lot of value, not only out of today's episode, but also we've got many others that are part of this podcast. I always encourage you to check them out if you haven't already. And for you guys, where this is your return trip back to this world that we live in, I appreciate you. I really do. So I want to tell you a quick story that uh, I think you're going to get a lot out of it. And uh, it was something, it was about a phone call that I got yesterday. It was from one of my coaching clients that I've worked with for the last several years. He's a head college baseball coach and does a phenomenal job. And he is he is one of those young rising stars in the game and, and just a fantastic coach and a great friend. And um, a few years ago, he and I were starting to work together and and uh, kind of introduced him to a lot of the concepts and things that, uh, uh, like I said, if you've been with me for a while, you understand, which is, you know, the the body preparation and the dynamic warmups and the arm care and all of that. And that's that's specifically what we were talking about yesterday, because he bought into it right away and uh, he's implemented into his program and he's seen tremendous results in terms of just overall health and uh, stamina the way that his guys are feeling, the the performances, I mean, all of that stuff, the things that we're all shooting for, right? He's been able to experience it. So he he's bought into it wholeheartedly to his credit when we got started and, and he saw the results and he stuck with it. But yesterday he called me because things aren't going exactly the way that he's been wanting them to go lately. He just doesn't like the way things are, 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 are happening. And um, he, he just said, you know, I, I'm trying to figure out what's happening. He goes, it just feels like everything's a little bit too lazy and relaxed and that when we get going and practice, it's everything's too sluggish. It's not happening fast enough. And, uh, and I get it. I, I, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And I, maybe it's something that you've dealt with too. And uh, he said, you know, do you have anything new for me? Do you have anything else I can, I can try? I said, well, maybe. Uh, but, you know, let me ask you a few questions. Uh, I said, well, first of all, um, it, are you or any of your other coaches there with them while they're getting themselves ready to go and loose, um, or, or you know, or are they just kind of left up on their own? And he said, no, they're 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 left to be on their own. I said, okay, well, partly that right now, you know, might be something we want to address. I said, do you have any? Who's your leadership? Who's your player personnel? Who's your leader on your pitching staff that you you go to that you can hold accountable to make sure that they're holding the rest of the guys accountable? And he said, "Well, that's kind of the problem." He said, "We, you know, haven't really, you know, haven't really identified or created that." I said, "Okay. Well, first off, that's what, you know, you've got to have that anyway. So, I would be working right now on trying to identify who that who that leader or leaders are on your pitching staff, the who you can go to as your liaison from coach to player to the pitching staff and say, you know, my my expectations of what we're doing isn't good. You you guys aren't meeting it. We need to get better. And uh, so, okay. Yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense. I said, "All right." I said, "Well, secondly though, and you probably don't want to hear this, but 
the fact that things aren't going exactly the way you want them to be going right now is really kind of your your fault because you've allowed it up to a certain point where they're continuing to to get away you know players are always whether they you know are menacingly trying to do it or whatever they're they're always going to toe that line they want to know where the line is and most of them don't want to cross it by the way but they also do want to know where the line is so that they know how far they can go with things what is accepted and so for whatever reason, probably a while ago, somebody crossed the line and nothing was said or done about it. So they ended up continuing to cross it. And then they maybe pushed it a little farther and then other people saw it. And then they started to push it a little farther and cross the line. And I'm not trying to tell you or him that it was anything that was trying to be as, you know, an anti-authority or against him and all that. It, nothing like that necessarily. And I'm sure that wasn't the case in his program either. And uh, I said, but you've got to realize that. I mean, and we all need that little reminder sometimes. I know I need it probably more than I would care to admit in the things that I do and, and when I was doing it back then. And I said that, uh, uh, you know, so that's something you can correct today. You know, you, you, when you, he was on his way to practice. I said, you can deal with that today and address it, that you're not happy and then this isn't acceptable. And you're taking the responsibility and the blame for it, but it stops now. And he's a phenomenal coach. He is just he he is just an incredible guy, an incredible coach. And I know that that was probably taken care of real quick. So I'm not even worried about that. But then we started asking him a few more questions, and I said, okay, well, you know, when are they doing their th this all this stuff? You know, when is it when is it kind of lazy and relaxed and goof off time? And he said, well, it's in their early outs. And if if you're not familiar, by the way, with early outs, what that basically is in college baseball uh, specifically is you have official team practice. Let's say starts at two o'clock. But the field opens at one o'clock. So if you're out of class and you're done with lunch, you're kind of expected to be there, even though it's not mandatory, but you're expected to be there to get your early work in. If you're a hitter, you're going to get extra swings in. If you're going to you know, take ground balls or fly balls. And if you're a pitcher, you're going to use that time to get a lot of your work done prior to the team practice. And it's a wonderful time. It's a great opportunity from a player standpoint to really take advantage of, uh, of getting extra work in. And it's an opportunity maybe sometimes from a coaching standpoint to be able to work one-on-one -on -one or in small group with guys to help them just get a little bit of that extra that they need. So he said, well, they're doing it during early outs. I said, okay, well, when does early outs start? He said, it starts at one o'clock. I said, when does practice start? He says at two. I said, they have an hour to do all of this? He said, yeah. I said, well, hey, man. I said, that's a big part of your problem. I said, this shouldn't take an hour to do. You can go through an, a purposeful foam roll and a lacrosse rollout, you know, tension release. You can go through a nice dynamic warm up and go through all of your arm care and probably even get a lot of your throwing done. And it's not going to take an hour to do all of that. It shouldn't take an hour to do all that. So that was kind of the point of me wanting to record this for you today is that if you what what he ended up having but not realizing it is that he had a, all you know a bunch of his pitchers showing up at one like they were you know expected to do and knew that they needed to go through their pre pre-practice pre-game you know routine but they knew at the same time that practice started in an hour so all they were doing was just stretching everything out to cover that hour so that they didn't get it done in 30 minutes and then they had another 30 minutes to just kick around and wait and they didn't want to do that and they didn't want to show up at 1 30 because you were kind of expected to show up at one so it was just stretched out over the hour so i told him i said look man it doesn't need to be an hour there's no reason for it to take that long it, there really isn't on a regular day-to-day -day basis even if a pitcher has a specific need on that particular day like he's a little extra tight and he needs to spend a little extra time in a in a foam roll or lacrosse or uh, dynamics or whatever it is you know it, it doesn't need to take an hour 
So I said, you either either need to figure out the, they need to come later or you figure out other things for them to do, but put an expectation on it. My guess is, is that you can get through all of that in maybe about 30 to 35 minutes. If it wants, because those guys know what they're doing and they can just roll right into it. So I said, that's the expectation I think you need to start putting on to your players, okay? Um, but I just wanted to share that quick little story with you because maybe that's something that it, you're experiencing with your guys. And maybe it's it's things that you don't see going the way that you want them to go. Address it, you know? Maybe maybe that, uh, maybe things are a little too relaxed or loose. Well, that's that's your problem. That's that's your job as a head coach is to identify that and then correct course and get these guys back on track. And I guarantee you they want to. And if you're sitting things, you know, seeing things like, man, you know, I really want to do all of this other stuff, but it just feels like it takes too much time. I promise you, it may feel like that early on in the practice part because you're you're so used to doing other things that kind of you know involve more baseball related stuff. But if you can if you can commit to the the pre uh, pre practice the daily routine stuff that a pitcher and all players need to go through, practices are going to be a lot more beneficial. You're going to get a lot more done faster by committing to that time early on. And that time, by the way, doesn't need to take an hour to get through. You could probably get almost all of that, if not all of that done in about 30 to 35 minutes. That needs to kind of probably be your your uh, your template there of what to, to do. Okay. So I hope that helps. And as always, I really appreciate you hanging with me on this and check out our other uh, podcast episodes uh, and feel free to share them to anybody you think where this message would help uh, with them as well. And as always, I will see you down the road. Take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Pitching Secrets Podcast. If you want to learn more secrets to enhancing your pitching coach abilities and add to your playbooks, all while breaking free from today's status quo of coaching, then I want you to join me in my movement to becoming a pitching boss. To start, I'd like to give you a free three-day masterclass for pitching coaches. In this masterclass, we will take a deep dive together on arm care, creating your daily routine, and developing your pitching staff rotation. Go to pitchingcoachmasterclass.com and sign up today to get started.